Pod People. Greetings, gentle listeners. How are you? Oh, it's so nice to be back in the safety of my room, at my little desk. Oh, how I miss my little desk. No running for our lives, no ancient dream-eating bird monsters, no pebble guards, no weird symbolism for limbo in the afterlife, just me and my microphone and the moon, baby. <sighs> it's uh, very nice and quiet. Hmm, maybe even a little too quiet. <laughs> uh, moon, did I tell you about the pebble guards? They were like cute little soldiers made of tiny rocks. Yes, you told me about the pebble guards. Oh, uh, well, did I tell you about the big bubble that was around Hazel Grove? Ah, it was purple and it reflected like all of the colors of the rainbow off of it. And it, and it smelled kind of weird. Ah, I think magic has a smell. Ah, yes, you told me about the giant bubble. And, and, <laughs> and Charlotte, the gardening gnome, <laughs> she can, she can do this thing where she, she, um, blows a spit bubble with her tongue. How charming. Yeah. <sighs> Are you all right, honey? <sighs> yeah, I... I think I just forgot how to relax. There's no pressing issues anymore. There's no real emergency. I mean, there's the mystery of what happened to me and Oak's Uncle Alder. I don't even know where to start when it comes to that. And I might have magic in me, which is like cool, but also like, okay, so what now? You know? And Maurice is with Giuseppe keeping guard. It's just so quiet here now. I maybe miss the chaos. You are in a toxic relationship with chaos and adventure. What? No, I am not. Oh, and you're in denial. How sad. Ah. It is particularly quiet tonight. Where is your friend boy? Uh, Victor? He's catching up on sleep and feeding. He may stop by later. And where is the goblin? Oh, uh, Rose is still catching up on their shows. Uh, they might be done by now. It's been a couple of days. Uh, Rose... Are you still watching TV? Yes, shut up. Don't bother me, thank you. Yeah, uh, they're still watching TV. Um, maybe we can read a few dreams. I think it's safe to do that now, right? <laughs> uh, no more, uh, dream eaters, right? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's probably safe. Famous last words. I'm going to say that it's fine. Uh, then without further ado, let's read some dreams. Relax. Breathe. 
Ghost Honeys. Dream Machine. Our first dream comes from Libby. This dream takes place in the vastness of space. Nothing nearby but the distant sparkle of stars. I don't have a body. Actually, I'm nothing. It's like I'm an omniscient existence, simply observing. A wooden ship sails into the scene towards my existence. It looks cartoonish, like it belongs in SpongeBob. SpongeBob himself is steering the ship. However, the art style he's portrayed in makes him stick out. He's buff and frankly, beautiful. His muscles have shadow and depth. From the complete silence slowly comes in, in the literal sense of the word, epic booming music that my existence can feel more than hear. It brings such tender emotion with it. The point of view pans across the front of the ship and in this moment, my existence recognizes the deep sorrow SpongeBob feels and I feel it too. SpongeBob is alone, cursed to sailing empty space for his indefinite existence. Oh, wow, Libby. Hmm. I think you are in touch with the cosmos, probably. Uh, in a way, we are all SpongeBob, sailing through empty space and time, beautiful, with bulging muscles. Um, yeah, good dream. Uh, sad, but good. Mmm, yeah, I, I don't know what it means, though. Sorry. Our next dream comes from Not Another Karen. They sent in not another Karen. I don't, I don't mind if your name is Karen. I was in a cult. Welcome, children of the moon. That was on the brink of causing the end of the world. And I kind of knew it, but I kept thinking, it's okay, because I just love the cult leader so much. So gather around, submit your will to me. Thank you for being here. And the cult leader was Ghost Honey. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And you were also kind of the devil, but I loved you and couldn't help but do whatever you said. You put your hands on my ears, a la the TikTok video about how to cure tinnitus, which I had recently watched IRL, and piped inscrutable high-pitched messages that only I could hear directly into my brain. Then you told me that I should trade my house and dog to you for two diamonds. Make an offering to me, your leader. Sounds like a good deal. Of course, I thought. Sure, yes, I love you. But when I went to eat in the cult cafeteria, the other cult members told me I shouldn't do it. Then you yelled from across the room, and I'm gonna take cult leader creative liberties with this next line. <clears throat> Karen, don't listen to them lest you all want punished. This is a really good deal. You don't wanna miss out on this. And then I woke up and realized that you were going to trick me into insisting that I trade my house and beloved dog Mavis to you for two very small diamonds. Ugh, you rascal. <laughs> oh, Karen. Hmm. You know, maybe I should start a cult. Ugh, <gasps> I was in a cult once. When did you get here? Ugh, it's a commercial break. Uh, what cult were you in? Hmm, it's probably best not to say, but ooh, I almost worked my way to the top. 
Everyone was so drunk. I was eating this cold leader's socks and telling him to do things. They thought I was a god. Oh, it was fabulous. Why did they think you were a god? Because I told them I was a god. Oh, uh, well, what happened to the cult? I don't know. It was the 70s. It's all a blur. I think I got bored and left. Probably crumbled without me. Oh, uh, do you think I would be a good cult leader? It could be nice to build a community. Hmm. I think you lack the charisma and discipline. And you're kind of a nerd. I think what you're looking for is a book club for nerds or something. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, thank you, Karen, for the dream. I'm sorry that I, um, I'm sorry that I tricked you into joining my cult. Fear not, gentle listeners. Ghost Honey's Dream Machine will be right back after the break. Welcome back, gentle listeners. Our next dream comes from Ray. Hi, Ghost Honey. Hi, Ray. Thank you for giving us a space to share our brain's strange interpretations of the universe. Here is the first reoccurring dream I ever had when I was about five or six years old. I haven't had this dream since I was small, but I've always remembered every detail. I am walking on a sidewalk, just a normal sidewalk like in the city I'm from, when suddenly the sky becomes very dark and purplish and everything around me vanishes. Everything except for the path I am walking and a large Transylvanian castle far in the distance with bats flying all around in the sky and thunderclouds framing it. Then, before I know it, I'm walking through the towering doorway to the castle. When I get inside, I'm greeted by the Count, like the Count from Sesame Street. He laughs his vampiric laugh, and his little puppet bats flutter around me. He didn't speak, but for some reason, I felt uneasy. Then, in front of me appears a metal garbage can, like the one that Oscar the Grouch lives in. I know that the Count wants me to open it and look inside, and I am a little afraid of what he will do if I disobey his orders, so I oblige. I lift the lid to peer inside. I squint my eyes into the dark garbage can. When I'm pushed inside by the Count, the garbage can is a ruse for a deep and seemingly endless hole, and I grab onto the edge of the hole hanging there by my fingertips. The Count laughs down at me with his emotionless puppet smile. And dozens of puppet bats seem to be cackling along as they dive towards me to bite my fingers until I let go of the edge. And I feel myself start to fall. Then I wake up. Oh, wow. Uh, Ray, I think you discovered Oscar the Grouch's origin story. What a chilling dream. Someone should look into that. Someone should... Someone should investigate Sesame Street. Make sure Oscar's okay. Our final dream comes from Kaylin. Hi, Ghost Honey. Hi, Kaylin. My love for dreams began in childhood. My grandmother studied symbolism in dreams, so the concept of holding on to and interpreting dreams has always been very close to home. One dream that continues to puzzle me to this day went like this. 
I am surrounded by a field of vibrant green grass that stretches as far as my eyes can see. Except for on my right, where about two football fields away, there is a heavy wall of trees. I am enraptured by the verdant scenery and the bright blue sky above. Then I notice that I am standing in the middle of a gravel path that both begins and ends on opposite horizons, splitting the grassy field right down the middle. I follow the path with my eyes until I am met with a new fascination. A tall, rickety-looking cottage appears before me on the left side of the path. It was all black and sort of reminded me of the auntie's house in James and the Giant Peach. People began arriving and setting up tables and music. It felt like a festival. It was only then that I noticed a pond to the right of the path. Its water was like glass, mirroring the gorgeous clouds above. This is also where people were watching the most magical phenomenon. Four silver fish rose out of the water and began rotating vertically as if they were riding some invisible ferris wheel. As I watched these fish, I filled up with profound appreciation for the beauty and awesomeness of their dance. But I had to look away because the house to my left was calling. Next thing I know, I am inside of the house and on the second floor. The inside was just as daunting as the exterior. It was dark, and the floors and walls were made of creaky wooden boards and covered in dark moss. I was the only person inside, but I could still hear the music faintly. I was standing in front of a locked door, wondering how I was going to get in, and instantly, all of my teeth fall from my mouth. I went to pick them up, and instead found that all of my teeth had been turned into individual ornate keys with each tooth at the bow of each key. I began trying one key at a time to see which would unlock the door. And then I woke up. Good luck Googling this one. Oh, wow, Kaylin, what a dream. I have the teeth part of that dream frequently, and from what I've gathered, it usually means you're stressed, which is kind of messed up for your brain to be like, hey, you're stressed. Here's an incredibly stressful dream, in case you didn't realize. But my teeth have never turned into keys like that. I tried looking up the meaning of small silverfish too, and naturally found several incredibly different meanings. Uh, but Dreamsopedia says, to dream about small silverfish is a signal for your accomplishments and hopes for the future. Maybe you are worried and stressed about your future, and um, but maybe it'll be okay though, because you picked up your teeth and tried to use them to unlock what was standing in your way, which is good. When my teeth fall out of my dream, I just panic and sit down and give up. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't, mm, I don't think I would be a good coal eater. Hey, uh, Moon, what did you think of these dreams? I knew that the Count couldn't be trusted. Uh, you've known Victor for a while now. How could you still be scared of vampires? We've never seen Victor and the Count in the same room. How do we know they are not the same person? The Count is a puppet. 
They both want my succulent, rich moon blood. I just know it. Ugh, I love you, but you're weird. You're the one screaming at the moon, babe. Mm. Right, right. <sighs> well, thank you for this batch of dreams, everyone. Remember, don't join a cult and don't forget to brush your teeth. Sweet dreams. We are all made of stardust, except for me, your leader. I'm made of diamonds, baby. So gather around, submit your will to me. Thank you for being here. I think we can all relate to a sad erotic space dream. <laughs> Ghost Honey's Dream Machine was written by me, Tyler Gesa. It was co-created by me and my friends at Pod People who make this lovely little podcast come to life. Rachel King, Matt Sav, Chris Jacobs, Brian Rivers, Morgan Foose, and Ann Fuse. Special thanks to Barbara Jones and Mark Fisher at Outshine Talent and all of my family and friends. If you love Ghost Honey's Dream Machine, the best thing you can do is share it with a friend. And if you're an overachiever, please leave a glowing review and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me at Ghost Honey on TikTok and at Tyler Gesa everywhere else to stay tuned on all Dream Machine news. And please, if you feel so inclined, go ahead and submit your own dreams at the dream submission form linked in any of my social media bios. I may include it in an upcoming episode. Bye for now.